Hi, this is Andy Katz, host of March Madness 365, presented by Grammarly. This week on the podcast, listen as we break down the latest AP poll and give you insights on my updated Power 36. Listen to March Madness 365 with Andy Katz, presented by Grammarly, wherever you get your podcasts. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that gives your team an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. Grammarly works seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. Get personalized on-brand writing help everywhere your team works. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said. Done. The National Women's Soccer League kicks off March 16th on ION. Out in front to Williams. It's a new Saturday night destination featuring the best players in the world. See the full schedule and find where to watch at IONNWSL.com. Yo. Uh. Yo. Uh. Aubrey Edwards, Tony Shivani. We bout to party. We bout to party. Unrestricted. Got the house now. We gon' turn it up. Welcome to AEW Unrestricted, the official podcast of all elite wrestling. I'm Will Washington. And I'm Aubrey Edwards. Oh, was I supposed to say that? Were you throwing that Yeah, that's I don't know. what we do. We just recorded Dynamite. Uh-huh. I'm very tired. Yes. You had leg day today, so you're also very tired for other reasons. Yes. I yeah, am. but uh, it's pay-per-view week. It's all out week. This is wild. Will, how, how can people watch the pay-per-view? They can watch it. All the normal ways. It's on traditional pay-per-view. It's on Bleacher Report. It's on Fight TV internationally. However you choose to watch All Out, you've got to watch All Out. And we just actually got back from All In. This is a crazy week. This is one of the the craziest (laughs) weeks uh, possibly in the history of All Elite Wrestling. Dude, we have back-to-back pay-per-views now. Like, how how crazy is it that five years ago this company didn't exist? Right. And now we're doing back-to-back pay-per-views internationally where we're breaking all these kinds of records. And on top of that, it's not only as employees am I excited, but like as fans, we're excited. Absolutely. Like now going forward, August was already a great time to be a wrestling fan. And I'm just like, this is awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. And all of a sudden we're just like moving into September and there's so much to talk about. And (sighs) just thinking about, you know, one of the things about the all in card, I thought all in came off phenomenally. Uh, I think that understatement, sir. We had understatement of the century. (laughs) I think just top to bottom, I think the card delivered in ways that I think people were both not expecting and very much expecting. One of the matches people kept saying they wanted to see was Orange Cassidy and John Moxley. Yes. And and to see that where we're going to see it at all out in Chicago, the United Center. Yes. One of my favorite venues. A, a venue that's really historic and a, a venue that's really important to AEW's history. Correct. And to get to see that these two do it for the international championship. Orange Cassidy has been holding on to this championship what feels like by a thread. <laughs> it feels like he has survived all of his most recent championship defenses. It doesn't necessarily feel like uh, he's, he's 33 defenses in now. Wow. Has anyone defended a title more? At AEW, no, not even close. Awesome. Uh, this is this is 
far surpassed any record. Far that... surpassed any record. Oh my god. Okay, so yes. yeah, this, this is insane. But as as we mentioned, we just got back from All In. Yes. We just did London. Mm-hmm. We're all very jet lagged, and then we just did TV. So you have Orange Cassidy, who literally wrapped his hand in tape and glass and punched somebody, and now had to mm-hmm. wrestle Penta tonight to set up the match between him and Moxley this Sunday at All Out. Yeah, uh, Orange Cassidy just defeated. It, it, and it's funny that the, the champion had to wrestle a match to determine uh, to, to have <laughs> Like, a we match. can't make it harder for him. <laughs> yeah, to get his match against Moxley, because both guys had a reason to want a shot at John Moxley, right? Uh, Correct. You know, Orange Cassidy has been at odds with John Moxley for the last month and some change. And then you had John Moxley, who also, along with the Blackpool Combat Club, took out Ray Phoenix, yes. which, of course, lit a fire under Penta. Both guys had a reason to want their hands on John Moxley. John Moxley's just a jerk. Yeah, but he's our jerk. He's our jerk. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's our jerk. Yeah. Competing for the International Championship against Orange Cassidy this Sunday at All Out. Watch it. Traditional pay-per-view. Bleacher Report. Fight TV internationally. There's so many different ways you can watch it. Or watch it live at the United Center. This historic, amazing venue. One of my favorite venues that we've ever, ever performed in. I'm so happy. This is our first time All Out is actually at the United Center. I know, right? Uh, it's traditionally been at Now Arena. and Which is also historic for us and also very important. But there's something special about the United Center. Yeah. Oh, you know what though? I found myself oddly nostalgic being in the Now Arena. I guess you've been here six months. How can you be nostalgic? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll tell you. Uh, so just peel back the curtain a little bit. Sure. We are currently sitting in Now Arena. Yes. And I, I believe, like, if you can see it visually, it's like on our chairs. I, I think uh, but, this was, yeah, literally, like, boom for the video people. There you go. Special yeah, edition. It, it, I think this was actually like the room we're in right now is the women's locker room, the very, very first one. Oh. Yeah. It's, Didn't know that. Yeah. It's either that or it's it's probably one of the other rooms that are all the same down this hallway, but it's it's interesting. Yes. Can I tell you why I'm oddly nostalgic? Why? I, as a fan, never missed all out. I was at every single one of them really? in this building. Oh. I was actually, I kid you not, my ticket for all out. I don't know how I did this. I must have refreshed at just the right time. My ticket for the original all out was row one. Section A, seat A. And uh, I had like the very first ticket. I sat right up front. I watched you in the main event with Chris Jericho and Hangman Adam Page. Watch me poop my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Just terrified. I was right there. I I watched it happen. I watched the first AEW championship match crowned. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's just been interesting being back in this building. But for me... It's always been as a fan, and today I am here as an employee of AEW. And so, yeah, I have just felt oddly nostalgic. I'll allow it. Yeah. I'll so allow that, it. That's it. That's the reason why walking around this building, I, I did feel just a little, I felt a certain way That's about fair. It. That's fair. It's like you can feel the history with everything, and it's, it's interesting being a part of AEW for this long now and seeing mm-hmm. us do multiple iterations of these pay-per-views whether they were beginning or pandemic era or back to traveling like mm-hmm. regardless it's there's so much going on now and there's so much history to AEW and even with each passing pay-per-view it just becomes a little bit more exciting I, don't yes. know, I might be speaking just for myself here <laughs> but I have a feeling that as someone who is also you know a proud wrestling fan I am really really excited about pay-per-view season just because it's like you know it's gonna be good and AEW oh, yeah. puts on good pay-per-views oh absolutely like we literally just did it and we, we just to, did it and we get to do it again <laughs> uh, uh, and, and so that's I'm so tired <laughs> <laughs> but that's one place where it just felt really cool and, yes. and but knowing that it's now moved to the house that Jordan built the United Center uh, one of the most famous venues in the world and 
knowing that this is where we're going to see All Out for the first time outside of Now Arena, inside the United Center. And it's very cool. Like I said, John Moxley versus Orange Cassidy. It feels like this is the first time these two have ever gone one-on-one. It, this has felt like when you think about two guys who have been in AEW since day one. Yep. And two guys whose names are really synonymous with AEW. You look at the cover of Fight Forever, right? And you see those two faces on it because those are two of the most important names to the history of AEW. And for them to finally be going one-on-one, there's no bigger place for that to me than all out. So I want to take that and segue into the next match we're going to talk about because you say that Mox and Orange have been here since day one. Mm -hmm. And then we look at something like the TBS championship where we have Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho, two people who were not here. On day one, Chris was here very early, yes. a couple of weeks, so technically, eh. Yeah. But Chris is one of those AEW originals yes. facing an outcast. And I think this is a really good match just for me to see what both of them have done. Ruby has done so much in wrestling prior to coming to AEW, but then also has had these amazing runs being in the Owen Hart tournament twice. Chris Stylander coming back from two knee injuries and somehow seeming stronger than she ever has been. She's squatting Renee Paquette in promos, like yes. talking about cock in a bathtub <laughs> <laughs> because she's just the most badass person ever. And I just, I'm so excited to see this match in particular because what if both these women have meant for the women's division and how this TBS title has become so, so valuable to us. Like Jade had such a wonderful run. And I think Statlander coming back at double or nothing was just this awesome feel good moment. It was one of those, like everyone was just so warm and fuzzy seeing her come back from a Mm -hmm. second knee injury and seeing these two, like this is the match I'm legitimately most excited about this weekend. You know, I interviewed Ruby back in March and one of the things that she talked about was in May of 2022, she had a match against Chris Statlander. Mm-hmm. It was in Las Vegas. It was the <gasps> Friday before. I remember this. Before Double or Nothing that year. It was in the Owen Hart tournament. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Ruby talked about that kind of lit a fire under her was that it was almost the villain origin story that match was <laughs> yes. of what led to what we now know Ruby Soho to be today it led to the outcast Ruby Soho because the fans were not kind to Ruby that night. No. You know, you talked about Chris Statlander being an AEW original. Chris Statlander, of course, the one thing we know about AEW fans is that they are loyal to those AEW originals. Yes. And when Ruby Soho, she defeated Chris Statlander that night, but the fans... To loud booze. To loud booze. <laughs> the fans were not happy about it. The fans did not want to see Ruby win that night. She won that night. But that night, she talked about it as a night that made her realize who the fans were to her and who they're loyal to. And she talked about when she uh, joined the Outcasts back in March. She noted that you, the fans, you did this. You You did this to her. You created this monster. You created this monster. You created this monster. But think about who this monster is now today. And at that time, the fans created that monster, and she still beat Chris Statlander in the Owen Hart tournament. She also, this monster, has not yet won a championship. She is not. At a major professional wrestling company. And I feel like Ruby has that chip on her shoulder. Exactly. She could have won the belt in the Owen Hart tournament twice, missed the opportunity. Mm-hmm. She got to the finals of the TBS tournament against Jade. Didn't yeah. win it. 
So there's all of these moments. She's she's uh, the first main event of Grand Slam. Grand Slam, yeah. Yes, her and Britt for the championship, and mm-hmm. she didn't get it there. So there's been all these moments where it's been in her grasp, and she's just been so close and hasn't gotten it. And one of these days, she's going to grab the title. And I feel like this could be the one, just thinking about the fact that she's been so close, but she's also beaten Chris before. Yes. And she beat her without the fans on her side. She beat with vitriolic fans. And now thinking about being in front of this all-out crowd, which, I mean, she kind of made her name in the area. She could have some of those fans true, on her side. True, true. She is from this area. Yeah. I, I can't help but wonder how the fans are going to play a factor here and what that's going to mean for Chris Statlander. But, of course, I'm talking all of this and kind of counting Chris Statlander out. This is somebody who is still out to prove something in her comeback. Mm-hmm. She's been back all of uh, since Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you mentioned, huge moment for her. I think she also has something to prove. She's got a loss to avenge when it comes to Ruby Soho. This is, again, one of those times where they get to take center stage and have what I think will be the biggest match of both of their careers. It's going to be phenomenal. All Out, Sunday, live at the United Center. Traditional pay-per-view, streaming on Bleach Report. You can catch it on Fight TV internationally. If you know AEW, you know we do pay-per-views, right? We just came off of one. It, it was feeling so hot that day. Everyone was coming together. Everyone was just in it. it. It's like, I'd liken it back to when I was working in software, like when you're at a startup and you all just like believe in the same vision. Yeah. And you're all putting in the hardest amount of work you possibly can to create something beautiful. Like that's what we did it all in. And we're currently riding that wave. Absolutely. And going into it this weekend is going to just going to be totally awesome. So... Speaking of all in, because I think we keep bouncing back and forth, but obviously with two pay-per-views back-to-back weekends, it's mm-hmm. it's hard not to. We saw an incredible match between Darby Allen and Sting versus Swerve and Christian Cage, everyone's hated father, yeah. <laughs> who has a fascination with fatherless children. <laughs> yeah, he, he very much does. So, so uh, they had a they had an impeccable match. They, Absolutely they wonderful. Uh, Sting coming out to Metallica, by the way. I lost my mind. Like uh, I'm, I don't listen to Metallica. I've been to mm-hmm. a Metallica concert once. I snuck into the Snake Pit. That's a whole story for another day. Best concert I've ever been to in my life. So hearing Sting come out to and the real deal. Not to take any shots at any anybody else, but this is AEW unrestricted, so I, I get to. Plus, they're not in business. We anymore. paid those real licensing, but, thing, but yeah, because like when Sting <laughs> used to come out in WCW, he had kind of the knockoff of Seek and Destroy, but it was Seek and Destroy. It it was, was just, everyone knew what it was. It was implying. Yeah, it was evoking an emotion, and now it's like, no, now we actually have real Seek. No, and Destroy. we have the real Seek and Destroy. Sting came out to the real Seek right. and Destroy, and I feel like that match was sort of like that's obviously set up because Darby had challenged Luchasaurus to the TNT Champion match champion match a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and this is just kind of like i don't know teasing the palette a little bit more for this because you have luchasaurus who is legitimately the tnt champion not this yes. christian guy who's he's the, the <laughs> crowner of the tnt champion he's the the fine whatever you want to call yourself he walks around with the belt look uh, well, but we I, all know he didn't earn it oh I, you know what i love about this uh <laughs> i love, love that what <laughs> it's so great because Ultimately, Luchasaurus is a force to be reckoned with, right? Yes. Christian Cage, he calls himself the TNT champion. And he walks around as the TNT champion. He will defend... I take that back. He will... He will defend the honor of the TNT. He he, he will fight (laughs) 
every opportunity he gets. We, we've seen Christian Cage have multiple matches until it's time to defend the title. And then it's like, oh, reminder, the actual champion is this monster Luchasaurus that you've got to get past. Darby Allen, of course, uh, won a shot at the TNT Championship. He won the Royal Rampage um, that gave him uh, the opportunity to face the TNT Champion at All Out. He is facing, facing Luchasaurus. This is a tough battle for Darby Allen coming mm-hmm. off of an intense coffin match. This yes. man literally coffin dropped onto a coffin. Like a, like Again. a legit coffin. Like those yeah. things are heavy and hard and oh my God. Yes. Like Darby did more stuff where I'm just like, how is he not dead yet? Mm-hmm. Which is something I feel like I watch, I say every time I watch a Darby Allen match. But this one in particular, like doing all of that and then traveling back to the States internationally, like that's hard on your body. Yes. So Darby now has that going against him. He Luchasaurus, does. giant, scary, like just a force to be reckoned with. Plus, you have Christian. You know he's going to be on the outside. You know he's going to be doing doing sneaky stuff, cheating. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm just really thinking about how much the odds are stacked against Darby Allen. I can't even... I, it's weird because... Whenever the odds are stacked against Darby Allen, that's usually when it's a smart pick to pick Darby Allen because that is what Darby Allen does. If I were going to Vegas, I'd put money on Darby. Allen. Yeah, you know he he is <laughs> regardless wide, of who he's up against. He's widely considered to be the greatest TNT champion of all time. When you think about the two times Darby Allen has had the championship, off the top of my head, I believe he is the longest reigning TNT champion with his reign where he beat Cody. You're typically right. I'm not going to argue with yeah, you. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a longer reign, and I don't think there was one. And so. Knowing that Darby knows what it takes to win the TNT Championship and hold on to the TNT Championship, it is difficult for me to bet against Darby Allen here. But on the other side of that, again, this is a case where I don't think the odds have ever been stacked more against Darby Allen. He literally just wrestled a coffin match against, obviously, on the other side of that, you had Swerve Strickland and you had Christian Cage. And now those two, or at least... Swerve's not a factor anymore, but now you have to keep in mind that he's only one week removed from that. Luchasaurus is fresh, and Luchasaurus totally fresh. has been running through opponents left and right. And so thinking about how much Darby has to fight up against, I don't know that this is his time just yet. It could go either way, honestly. It really could. Either way, we know it's going to be a good match. It's going to be a great match. Uh, th- again, I-, I just think about some of the, the first-time opportunities here in AEW and how many matches we haven't gotten to see yet from day one, guys. Yes. And knowing that here we are, Darby Allen versus Luchasaurus, two AEW originals, all out. This week is really about celebrating the history of AEW. It really is. And knowing that we've got these two here. This is a great one. Yes, this is a great one. And you can celebrate with us. Watch live Sunday, United Center in Chicago. Watch traditional pay-per-view. Watch it on Bleach Report. Internationally on Fight TV. This is just going to be an incredible pay-per-view. I don't know how we do it, but we top it every year. And you know that. You know that because AEW just puts on great, phenomenal shows because we have great, phenomenal wrestlers. And we have so much more of this card coming up, talking about it on AEW Unrestricted. Hi, this is Andy Katz, host of March Madness 365, presented by Grammarly. This week on the podcast, listen as we break down the latest AP poll and give you insights on my updated Power 36. Listen to March Madness 365 with Andy Katz, presented by Grammarly, wherever you get your podcasts. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner 
that gives your team an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. Grammarly works seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. Get personalized on-brand writing help everywhere your team works. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said. Done. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. One plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. AEW Unrestricted, Aubrey and Will talking about All Out this Sunday, United Center Live in Chicago. Traditional pay-per-view, Bleach Report, Fight TV. You can watch in all different kinds of places, and there's just going to be wonderful matches. We're also talking a little bit about All In because we just got off of an historic wrestling event. Not even a wrestling pay-per-view, just a wrestling event. If you were there, you felt the magic, you felt the love. It was great. And I'm talking about magic, and I'm talking about love because I'm referencing everyone's favorite bromance. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Maxwell yeah. Jacob I was Freeman, wondering where you were going with that. Right? You like my you segues? My, a pro segues this, this episode. Yes. Anyway, right. Maxwell Jacob Friedman and Adam Cole, better than you, baby. We saw them compete in the main event at All In, and before that, we saw them win the ROH Tag Championships against Aussie Open. How ridiculous is that? I know. Who would have guessed that by the end of the all-in main event, we would see the ROH Tag Team Champions competing against each other? It wasn't even on my 2023 wrestling bingo card, no, honestly. <laughs> and, and now the real challenge begins. Maxwell Jacob Friedman is a... Double champion. He is. And with double the championships comes double the defenses. And so he not only has to worry double about the, fun. The, the target on his back that he's already had for the last, how long has he had it? It's been nine months now. Oh, mm-hmm. my. Oh, Almost wow. 10 months. 10 months now. Right. It's been 10 months uh, that he's had the AEW World Championship, wow. and he's had that target on his back this entire time. Now he has another target with the AEW, or, sorry, with the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. And they're, of course, defending those against the winner of the Battle Royal on Rampage Correct. this Friday. This is interesting because, of course, Adam Cole has a lot of distractions in his life as of late. We, he does. We saw uh, his former partners in both The Kingdom and Roderick Strong. They made their presence felt at the end of All In. We saw, again, they had a lot of words for Adam Cole on Dynamite this week. A lot of things to say on Dynamite. A lot of things to say. And, you know, I have known Mike Bennett a really, really, really long time. We had him here on the show. And we've alluded to the fact that we've been friends a long time. Known that man 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that I felt everything he had to say there to Adam Cole. And... Uh, especially knowing to the kingdom 
how important those ROH Tag Team Championships have been to them, that that's been their quest to get those titles back, and that Adam Cole is, as a former member of the kingdom, Adam Cole not only has those championships, but he's got them with somebody not of the kingdom. No. Not of uh, a, a previous era. Not of someone who's actually ever been in Ring of Honor. Yeah. <laughs> Which, <is just laughs> Which I think he even in said itself. in the press conference, what kind of world am I in where I'm in Ring of Honor now? Yeah. It, it, it's Wild. crazy. Uh, I was even looking at the banner on the uh, the Ring of Honor Twitter account. Are we saying Twitter, X, uh, whatever it's we're calling Twitter. it now? It's, you're still Twitter. but uh, <laughs> You're still Twitter. <laughs> the, I, I was looking at the banner on the Ring of Honor Twitter page. Oh, no. And it's still, I mean, just looking at the champions, it's all the champions, and seeing MJF there. It's weird. It's weird. It feels like almost a prank being played on me. (laughs) And then I'm like, no, he really is one half of the Ring of Honor World Tag Team. We saw it. There was a kangaroo kick. There was a double clothesline. Like, it was legit. It's legit. They won. The the reaction to that victory was so great. Justin Roberts making that announcement, uh, that was a moment at All In, and now they're going to be defending the titles for the first time at All Out. This is hilarious, but also just absolutely amazing. Like That's one of the things I love about wrestling is it takes fun and interesting paths that you never would have expected. And as you're along for the ride, it's just, oh, I did not see this coming, but I'm so, so excited about this. Or even something when you're very skeptical from the beginning. Like, I think we were all a little skeptical that this MJF Adam Cole thing was like, like they were skeptical too when they found out that they were paired together in the tournament. Yeah. And now it's all I want. Like, even though MJF is a scumbag, he's our scumbag. He is our scumbag. But he, like, both of them together are just so wonderful. I'm actually very excited to see them defend the titles because they have such good chemistry together. I know that whatever match, whoever, whatever opponents they get paired with after this tag team battle royal on Rampage, it's going to be a great match. Going to be a great match. And there's there's still a lot more to go on the show. Dear Lord, I keep looking at our card and just going, oh, I have to keep scrolling to look at all of the amazing <laughs> things we have on this card. Yeah, well, because we also have an incredible tag match. Yes. A tag match that, again, we just talk about things that we didn't view as possible. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they just are. It's just here. Um, but we've got Eddie Kingston teaming up with... Shibata. <laughs> Again, 2020 Fringo Bingo card. Not on it. I know. Not on it at all. Teaming up to take on Blackpool Combat Clubs, Claudio Castagnoli, and Wheeler Yuta. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, that's going to be freaking great. <laughs> yeah. This Again, just the animosity between Eddie Kingston and Claudio just continues to boil over. It, this animosity goes back. Years, years, decades. This, this predates AEW. This uh, it goes back so far. These two hate each other so much. This goes back to the indies. Like yeah. it's one of those. It, it once you start going down that rabbit hole, you realize how much they have hatred for each other. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, looking at this pairing of these two tag teams is great because we saw Eddie Kingston and Wheeler Yuta have an incredible match on Dynamite. Yes, and we know Yuta. It's been phenomenal seeing Yuta grow at this company coming in having just done like a couple big matches on the indies originally under the wing of best friends and now under the wing of blackpool combat club but he's a killer he's like just deadly he's going after blood 
It's insane. He's a scary guy. <laughs> he, he really is. And and the thing is, that that's a shoot, by the way. Yes. In terms of how much the Blackpool Combat Club has transformed who he is. It's all who you hang he is. With. Yeah. And uh and has how much they've matured him as a performer, mm-hmm. but also brought out a very, very dangerous side in him as a performer. But we also know that Wheeler Yuta is a phenomenal technical wrestler. Yes. So hearing that Shibata has been mixed up in this yes. is wonderful because well, I'm excited to see Shibata and Yuta in the ring. Well, yeah. So the thing about Katsuyori Shibata is that there was a point where, again, never thought this man was ever going to wrestle again. Seriously. And, and here he is, the ROH pure rules champion and just thinking that not only is he wrestling again but he is here you know (laughs) i saw this man have a match with orange cassidy last year and they just tore the house down and now seeing that he's now on the all-out card and he's teaming with eddie kingston what is life what is this (laughs) this is is the best timeline this doesn't even make any sense (laughs) to me uh and of course, Tony Khan just announced this match. So obviously with us being a dynamite this earlier today, literally just announced the match last night. Blew my mind. Couldn't believe it. I, I, I am genuinely, this could be, I think, the sleeper hit of the night. Oh, it absolutely could be. Mm-hmm. Like all of these guys are so phenomenal to watch in the ring. Like I could watch them wrestle by themselves. Like, I don't know, the invisible man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you know you're in for a good time. So... All of these guys together with the chemistry, with the animosity, with the history, with everything that goes into it, it's going to be a phenomenal match. I I agree. This could absolutely steal the show. Yeah. Well, you want to talk about guys with history. Mm. We've got an eight-man tag. Look at that segue. And lots of history here. We have the Bang Bang Gang. Bang Bang! We've got Bullet Club Golds, Jay White, Juice Robinson, and The Guns. Teaming up to take on the unlikely team. Mm-hmm. And when I say unlikely, I mean extremely unlikely. <laughs> I mean, there is not a chance that these two teams can work together, except they have in the past. This is us breaking the fourth wall for those watching the video. That is how shocked we are. Yes. Folks, it is FTR teaming with the Young Bucks, the AEW World Tag Team Champions, FTR, a team that just a week ago, Based off with the Young Bucks, and I would have said finished off the trilogy maybe a week ago, but it does not seem like these teams are done with each other one bit. The Young Bucks do not seem satisfied with this conclusion, but for now, they've got to take a little bit of a detour and team with their rivals, the Young Bucks, FTR, versus the Bullet Club. You know, there was one point, Bullet Club Gold specifically, Okay, but there was one point where many, many years ago, we're going back pre-2018-ish, where I just could not envision a Bullet Club that did not have the Young Bucks. Right? How wild was that? It doesn't even, it didn't even sound right. Like you you thought Bullet Club, you thought the Young Bucks. Synonymous. Yeah, they were synonymous. And yet here we are, five years since... This team has last been a part of the Bullet Club, other than Forbidden Door last year, 2022. Fair. Uh, but well, with the beyond that, we, we always talk about, you know, Bullet Club Gold has mentioned that there is no elite without the Bullet Club. That Correct. That literally, 
the elite was born out of the Bullet Club. It was a subgroup of the Bullet Club. They they broke up, broke off, did their own thing. But there's always going to be that tie. And so every single time we get to see the Bucks reintroduced and interacting again with the Bullet Club, it always feels like history is being referenced. It always feels like we're we're taking a step back and and getting back to some historic times. It was just kind of a side story now that I'm thinking about it, but we were at the Now Arena Wednesday for Dynamite, and mm-hmm. one of the things that they did for us as we're backstage is they're hanging up all these photos from yes. previous shows. So there's some from All Out from last year, from the year before, all this kind of stuff. But then there's some from All In, uh-huh. from the original All In, and you just see the crowd of people, of 11,000 people, and then Bullet Club up on the screen. Yes. And it was in that moment where I'm watching this, like, picture that has been hung up for our visiting this venue and i'm like oh right the bucks were a part of the bullet club Uh uh-huh it's just so fascinating that there's so much history in wrestling that i forget these little moments which is why i'm very happy i get to do a podcast with you yeah you remind me of all these wonderful (laughs) things that make wrestling awesome but yeah it's insane to think that you have the bullet club versus the young bucks Again, that bingo card. Whoever would have thought? Yeah, right. It, it, There's now this weird infighting with like this this whole faction. There's this family tree where they've just become descendants of this other branch while they're now hanging out with FTR. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, but again, all everybody has a score to settle here. Yes. FTR, of course, had that incredible match against a team that's not even a tag team in Bullet Club Gold's Jay White and Juice Robinson. Correct. Uh, and yet that team came very, very close on two occasions. Uh, of course, the first time they actually beat FTR non-title. And then on the second occasion. Was came, that the two out of three falls? Yeah, the two out of three falls. Phenomenal match. Very, very close. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite matches this year. Came very, very close to becoming the AEW World Tag Team Champions. And again, not a tag team. The tag team of that group is the guns. Yes. But at the same time, the four of them all work so well together. Love the Bang Bang Gang. Who uh, doesn't? Yeah, they're so good. They're so good. They crack me up with the entrance every single time. But again, we've got the Young Bucks. We've got FTR. Probably the greatest tag team rivalry in the history of AEW. And One of the greatest rivalries in the history of wrestling. Like Even before AEW was a thing, we saw some slight feuding between FTR and the Young Bucks. Yeah, of course. I think because they knew both of them are such these phenomenal tag teams that it was inevitable that their paths would cross. Well, I mean, we have to think about the origins. They talked about it going into All In, but the origins of the name FTR. Yeah, which you can watch on episode, what of BT? Oh, I, I'm not even going to try to pull that oh, one it's up. It's very late. It's yeah, very late at the time late. of this recording. I'll let you, I'll let you slide this one. <laughs> let me slide on So, So the thing that I love is we have FTR who, and I, I hate to pick sides, but FTR is my opinion, the greatest tag team that ever existed. You can pick sides because I think the Young Bucks is the greatest tag team. Hey, there we go. Existed. Okay. So we've got equal representation there. But then you also have the Bang Bang Gang. Bullet Club mm-hmm. Gold and the Guns, who are just so hot right now. And sometimes that's what matters most in wrestling. If you have a group that's firing on all cylinders and you have that right time and the right opportunity, you could sneak by with the win. Yes. Ooh, it's going to be tough. Right? Uh, it, it's, again, there's so many combustible elements on the side that contains the AEW World Tag Team Champions that you would think it's difficult to bet against a team that contains the champs, but at the same time, Bullet Club Gold, they're a cohesive unit. They they have 
figured out their footing. They figured out who they are as a unit. I think this is the Bang Bang Gang's night. I mean, and just to kind of play the ref role a little bit, you don't have to pin the champion to win the match. That's right. It's just a little little extra little, who knows what happens. We've seen that happen before. We saw it happen at All In mm-hmm. with other matches. It could happen again. Who knows? Who knows? There's a lot at stake. There's a lot of moving parts in that match, but I do know it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great time, and it's happening on pay-per-view, traditional pay-per-view. You can also view it on Bleacher Report or Fight TV internationally. This is AEW Unrestricted. Yeah. AEW Unrestricted, Aubrey, Will, pay-per-view. It's just a crazy time to be a wrestling fan. There's so much going on where it just came off of the most historic wrestling show ever. Biggest paid attendance crowd. And now we're going directly into All Out Weekend. United Center, 8 o'clock, 7 Central. Live from Chicago, traditional pay-per-view. Streaming on Bleacher Report. Watching on Fight TV internationally. So I think one of the things before we talk about the rest of the card, because there's still so much to talk about, um, is we should touch on how this format of this podcast preview episode is a little bit different. We don't have Mr. Tony Khan here with us. No, we don't have Mr. Tony Khan with us what? right now, but we will have him with us uh, live on stage Yes, at StarCast. Yes. The two of us will be joined by Tony Khan. We're going to be talking all out. We're going to be talking AEW, and we're going to be doing it live, and that's going to be Friday at StarCast. 7.30 p.m. Central Time, because that's where Chicago is. Correct. And so... I had to double check. As both of us who are not in Central Time Zone, I was like, wait, where are we? Yes. <laughs> but yeah, join us. Uh, if you're going to be at StarCast, definitely make sure to catch that show. It's going to be a great time. That's going to be a real pay-per-view preview, is when Tony starts talking about a podcast. Like, if you listen to this, these podcast episodes, you know he just gets giddy about it. Yes. So I'm excited to see Tony talking about a podcast uh, talking about the pay-per-view on the podcast in front of fans, been feeling that electricity in the air with all of us being excited for All Out because we're getting so, so closer and closer and closer. And speaking of excitement, I think in during the break, you would call this, they're prepared to make a masterpiece. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have Kenny and Takeshita. We have mentor and mentee. We have... Uh, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, arguably the best wrestler in the world, versus one of the rising stars in professional wrestling, who has recently become kind of a jerk. Mm-hmm. And there's so much here. I'm so excited. Even without Don Callis, even without the the backstory of everything that has happened recently with Don turning on Kenny and Don Callis trying to create the Don Callis family and recruiting people to this. I think independently, if you look at just as the pure wrestlers – Kenny Omega versus Konosuke Takeshita. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's no. literally a dream match. It's literally a dream match. And you have to think about the fact that we really haven't seen Kenny in singles action on pay-per-view much in, in recent years almost, right? You think about the fact that he had the match with Will Ospreay Correct. at Forbidden Door 2. Uh, but beyond that, and that was... But we're just talking just at a straight-up AEW show. He's been in mostly trios action Mm -hmm. for the last year. And prior to that, you know, he was out for nine months. And so thinking about Kenny returning to singles action versus Kanosuke Takeshita on an AEW stage, I think that's a really cool thing in itself. 
But for it to be against Takeshita, a man who Kenny Omega took under his wing Mm -hmm. for the longest time. And, of course, Takeshita turned his back on Kenny. And we've seen what Takeshita has been able to do on his own. With Don Callis behind him now, it becomes a much more dangerous game. That jerk. You don't feel strongly about Don? I I mean, who does, right? Like, everyone kind of hates Don. Eh, I see him in catering, at least. (laughs) (laughs) That scar in his face, though, it doesn't seem to be really improving at all, though. No, it doesn't. No. uh, Dude got attacked by a camera light. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'll at least say hi, and he'll give me a... Yeah, Yeah, no, that's just Don. That's just Don. I think that was Don even before he became the jerk that he is today. Yeah. It was almost like this was predestined. We saw this coming a mile away. Oh, man. But... I remember when Takeshita first showed up at AEW. He mm-hmm. he wasn't like with us full time yet. He was just kind of here visiting from Japan. And I remember someone saying like, "Oh, who is that guy?" And someone saying, "Oh, that's Kenny's boy." And immediately it's just boom, this guy's great. Yeah, like we immediately know because Kenny put his name on him. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time he worked in AEW. I was there. It was the house always rules, and it was a it was a tag match where he teamed with the Elite. And oh wow! Yeah. Yes, you're right. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, it was the the house show at Daly's place. I yep. was there, and what a uh, great show, by the way! It was a great show. I wish people could have seen that. Yeah, the uh, footage exists somewhere. Yeah, the footage definitely exists, and it's kind of a wild time. You know, Tony brings it up all the time of like the one day when we released the library. He always says like, "You're going to see the house always rules." Um, it's one of those shows that it's so elusive. And if you weren't there, you don't know what happened that night. It's like all but... the matches on the cruise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's one of those you had to be in the building. It's an alternate universe, but all of us experience something that special. That was my first time at Daily's Place seeing that show. By oh, way. man, I can't wait for you to go back. Yeah. Daily's uh, Place is history. Anyway, uh, we're talking Kenny yeah, and Takeshita. We're talking Kenny and Takeshita. Uh, and again, that was the first time I ever saw Takeshita. And now knowing who he is, we've gotten to see so much more of him. We've gotten to see him face off with Hangman Adam Page. We've seen him have uh, matches with Brian Danielson. We've seen, we've seen Takeshita really show who he is as a performer. But now we're seeing a little bit more of who he is as a man. Mm. And I think that combination is going to be deadly for Kenny Omega. Absolutely deadly. I don't think Kenny may actually be coming into this with the right headspace Mm -hmm. i think kenny knows he's one of the best wrestlers in the world if not the best wrestler in the world but it's more than just can you out wrestle someone it's i think takesh is out to prove something not only that you know he's as great as he is he's learned as much as he is but he's out for blood he is man but also this match is going to be great. Oh. This match is going to be great. Like, I think we talked about uh, a match being a sleeper hit. This match in itself, nothing to sleep on. It's going to be like, a hit. This match is going to be phenomenal. This is the like restock your popcorn match. Yes. Like like you start seeing that promo package play for you. You're like, okay, okay, I got to get ready. Got to, gotta, you know, whatever you got to do to prepare because you're about to see something special. And this match is going to be special. So special. What else we got on the card, Will? Uh, we also have Powerhouse Hobbs mm. going one-on-one, finally. Finally. With the Redeemer, Miro. These guys have been at each other pretty much since the start of Collision. It's yes. kind of been, you know, we've seen little hints here and there where uh, we, we've seen almost 
a bit of silent one-upsmanship. We've seen uh, Hobbs destroy everyone in his path. We've seen Miro destroy everyone in his path. And in the back of everybody's mind, you, we're all thinking the same thing of, are these guys coming at each other? Are these guys, are these guys trying to one-up each other mm -hmm. and, but just not saying it? And, of course, we've seen kind of a new side of Hobbs. I very much appreciate the offer of the chain from QTV mm -hmm. uh, and him. Uh, it was almost a, a, a bit of a uh, Mr. Burns moment of like rejecting it, but actually still like taking the chain. Right. Uh, and we've seen him rocking the chain as of late. Looks good. It looks good, actually. I, I tell him that all the time. Every time I see him, I'm just like... Chain looks good, brother. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> you look like somebody I don't want to mess with right now. But at the same time, it's the Redeemer. It's Miro. I mean, you, you say, too, that, you know, Hobbs isn't one, someone you want to mess with. Hobbs is someone who really got his start with AEW. He came yes. in during the pandemic. He rose to the prominence that he has but if you look at a picture from Hobbs a couple years back versus look at him now like I don't think anyone has had a bigger glow up at AEW than Hobbs no are you like, kidding me but literally glow up and out like the dude can barely fit through a door <laughs> he is insane like I, I peeling back the curtain like we'll go to the gym together because mm -hmm. there's no one more motivating than to watch Hobbs work out and then you're like man I gotta I gotta pick it up but the dude is literally like just Jack to the gills. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's night and day. When I hear people almost get annoyed at because you know he lost his first match to Orange Cassidy in in, in a number of seconds, and I always hear uh, that match brought up and uh, how could Orange Cassidy have, have beaten um, Powerhouse Hobbs that quickly? But like, look at the difference. Yeah, I think you're thinking of the Hobbs of today, right? And yeah, I don't think the Hobbs of today is losing to anybody in a number of seconds. No. He has come up so much in that time. But we've also seen Miro has just been a dominant force since he got to AEW. Oh yeah. Like since day one, since, since day one, he's, he's always been a phenomenal wrestler. He's, he's terrifying, but I love his promos. Mm -hmm. I love his character. I love who he is. And I love, what Miro represents, what Hobbs represents, these different perspectives of AEW, these different times of AEW. And this has honestly been my favorite thing to watch as Collision has kind of taken place, is to see the growth of these two guys. Yes. Because both of them have gotten a little bit more TV time with the addition of this new TV show. And I'm not complaining. I like both of them a lot. But this, I know this match is going to be very hard-hitting. Anytime we have two bigger guys who are very strong, for lack of a better term, powerhouses. <laughs> yes. Like... I'm going to leave with bruises from watching this. <laughs> yeah, I I really don't know what to expect of these two. Here's a better way to put this. We've seen Hobbs against a number of guys on the AEW roster. We've seen Miro against a good number of guys on the AEW roster. But I don't think either of them have faced anyone like the other because they're almost so much alike in what they bring to the ring. That's a very good point. And so it's hard to even make a pick. It's hard to even <laughs> get behind either one of them in this case because, again, they're so much alike. They are. And yet so unique in You know who, who wins? The fans. Yes. As cliche as it is, but honestly, like, it's, it's true. I mean, yeah, no, this is this is honestly, this is uh, to, to steal a, a phrase from 
one of my all-time favorites. This is big meaty men slapping meat. This is it. <laughs> big meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> this is it. This is this is that match, and Pretty much. I can't wait for it. Like uh, I'm, I'm very excited, both both as someone who likes big meaty men slapping <laughs> meat, but also someone who is a big fan of both Powerhouse and Miro. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, speaking of big meaty men slapping meat, we've got another match with some big men. Oh yeah, we have Shane Taylor challenging Samoa Joe. For the Ring of Honor Television Championship. This one surprised me. I was not really expecting this. No. And I'm very excited because of what Shane Taylor represents to Ring of Honor, what Samoa Joe represents to Ring of Honor. And anytime Ring of Honor gets a little bit of a piece of AEW stage, I'm really excited. Yeah. And both these guys have so much history with Ring of Honor, but from different time periods, yes. right? Like you think about Joe and Ring of Honor. And when I think of Joe and Ring of Honor, I think of Two different periods. The early periods of Ring of Honor, you know, when Joe was there from the, the beginning stages through about 2008. And and then, of course, he returned to Ring of Honor last April or April of 2022. I suppose last April would have been 2023. But uh, he returned in April of 2022. And, you know, and then he, he very quickly beat Minoru Suzuki. He returned in in the spring of 2022 to Ring of Honor. And he very quickly beat Minoru Suzuki very quickly for the Ring of Honor Television Championship, and he's just held on to it since. Mm -hmm. And He's an unstoppable force. He's he's been completely unstoppable. But on the other hand, you have Shane Taylor, who's a little bit more recent Ring of Honor history, but at the same time, he is a big part of Ring of Honor history when you think about Shane Taylor promotions and everything Shane Taylor promotions was able to accomplish in those uh, those last days before uh, Tony bought Ring of Honor. And so to see... Ring of Honor history converge here between Samoa Joe and Shane Taylor. I think this could also be a surprising match of the night. So one of the things we talked about earlier in reference to like Darby Allen versus Luchasaurus is Darby just caught off of this like incredible match, right? And then he's hurting all this stuff. Joe is in the same situation. He just had an incredible match at all in, was hard hitting against Punk, and he's now facing another opponent in a big stage in a pay per view match. Is this going to affect Joe at all? Do you see the confidence Joe walks around with? Yes. I don't think so. I mean, I asked this question, but honestly, like, it's a rhetorical question. Like, we all know the answer. Like, no, Joe is a beast. Joe is unstoppable. He is a brick wall that you cannot get through. But. Yeah, I wouldn't count out Shane Taylor. But Joe is on a roll. And uh, I think Joe coming out of the match with Punk and not coming out victorious you know what that does to Samoa Joe. You know Samoa Joe. It's eating at him. It eats at him. You know that. It lights a fire under him. He is not somebody I am willing to count out. And I like Shane Taylor. I'm friends with Shane Taylor. I like him I, too. I cannot count out Samoa Joe here. I think Shane Taylor has a lot. He's got a big mountain to climb. But I don't think it's impossible. But it's Samoa Joe. And it's definitely <laughs> improbable. Yes. Yes. Samoa Joe is doing some of the best work he's ever done. Yes, he absolutely is. I love Joe to death. So good. So great. But we've got kind of an odd one. So Ricky Starks, we've seen in recent weeks. He, of course, recently had a match with CM Punk. And coming out of that match, he lost due to some interference. Correct. From our, uh, some would say interference. Others would say 
simply enforcing the rules because uh, we had I would a agree. special guest. I would agree. And, yeah, I, I would say my my referee friend here should slightly biased, agree. Slightly biased, but I don't think it was interference. I think it was simply trying to do your job. Well, yes, that's what an enforcer <laughs> should do is enforce the rules. And uh, we saw our guest enforcer, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, possibly cost Ricky Starks the match. And Ricky Starks responded in an awful way. Terrible. Terrible. Terrible way. Unforgivable. Unforgivable. And he keeps doing it. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ricky Starks, of course, responded by whipping Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And he has been lashing out both figuratively and literally mm-hmm. at opponents since. And now this man has called out and is challenging Ricky the Dragon Steamboat on collision this week to a match. Not just any match. He's challenging him to a strap match. At all out. It's, it's, I don't know what's happened to Ricky. I don't like this version of Ricky. He called Stefan a milk dud, and I'm very upset about it. It's actually really funny, though. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he also forgot my name, but he called Stefan a milk dud. It made me very, very upset. Giggle a little bit, but very upset. Yes. <laughs> Dude's just trying to do his job, okay? But I don't like this Ricky's attitude. I don't like that he can just think that he could just walk around here and just challenge Ricky Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat has had a long, illustrious career in wrestling, mm-hmm. but I just don't think this is fair. Yeah, I don't know what Ricky's thinking here, because on one end... Ricky I, Starks. Ricky Starks, specifically. Yes. I think on one end, I've seen this before, <laughs> where you know we saw... What was it? How many years ago would that have been? Is it 2023? 14 years ago, Chris Jericho called out Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and they those two ended up having a killer match on pay-per-view. But that was 14 years ago. Correct. We're dealing with a much, much older Ricky Steamboat. But if he accepts the challenge, could I be pleasantly surprised again? I don't know. But also, I think Ricky's looking for an easy target. I think he's looking to make a point. I think he's looking to make a statement. I think with Big Bill by his side all of a sudden now, Ricky is looking to continue to show his dominance. His suspension is up at All Out. So Mm. uh, whatever this man does, I think he is going to make a very, very strong and powerful statement. I think it sounds like we need to tune into Collision to find out what happens. Yes, I think you should definitely tune into Collision to find out what happens there. I I actually have no idea what's happening, so I'm really excited to see what's going to happen. That's one of the things that I love about this company and about wrestling and about pay-per-view season is there's so many things. We look at this massive card that is just filled with dream matches, filled with incredible stories that are to be told, and we know that there are still surprises in store. We know that for the money you get with buying a pay-per-view, you're going to walk away completely happy. Yes. And I'm so stoked. I'm so excited. And we did it for you twice. Yes. <laughs> I'm still jet lagged, damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. But Sunday, United Center, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. It's going to be a phenomenal show. I'm so happy we have All Out right after All In. I'm so happy we're back in Chicago. Chicago fans are always great. It's such a great place. It's basically AEW's second home. It's wonderful. Please watch pay-per-view. You can watch it traditional pay-per-view. You can watch it on Bleach Report. If you're international, you can watch it on Fight TV. This is going to be such a phenomenal show. Definitely tune into Collision because there's still so many surprises in store for this pay-per-view card. And definitely, if you're at StarCast, come to our panel, come to our podcast where we will sit down with Mr. Bossman, Tony Khan himself, to talk about All In, to talk 
talk about All Out, to talk about AEW, the new expansion era that we're in, the history of AEW, so many fun stuff that you won't really get to see anywhere else or live. How often does Tony actually yeah, sit down live with people? You get to see us live. This is this is in like the flesh. We've never done before. He's so. real. I am real. I think. <laughs> I think. I don't know. We just exist on a screen. We exist on TV. I just yell at dudes every day. It's my job. favorite thing, though. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a phenomenal weekend in store for AEW All Out. Please watch. You are in for an absolute treat. This is AEW Unrestricted. Will and Aubrey. New episodes every Thursday. Definitely watch us on YouTube. Listen to us on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Watch us on all of our wonderful shows, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. And yeah, I mean, this is the best. I love AEW. I love you, Will. Love you, too. Thank you for tuning in to AEW Unrestricted. Come on, throw your hands up. Let me see you. Unrestricted. Got the house now. We gon' turn it up, up. Bring the house down. Got that big space pump and make them bounce now. Flossing like they bossing and the freaks are coming out now. Uh, unrestricted. Uh, un- unrestricted. Hi, this is Andy Katz, host of March Madness 365, presented by Grammarly. This week on the podcast, listen as we break down the latest AP poll and give you insights on my updated Power 36. Listen to March Madness 365 with Andy Katz, presented by Grammarly, wherever you get your podcasts. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that gives your team an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. Grammarly works seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. Get personalized on-brand writing help everywhere your team works. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said. Done.